Say your name and what you do. Chris Velosky, and I own a business. <laughs> Hi, my name is Marissa Kelly, and I also own a business. This is the Business AF Podcast, where it's all business most of the time. So, John, tell us a little about yourself. Who are you? What you do? So I'm just a giant man that loves to hug people. That's what made Marissa say, hey, what's up? Because she got a nice hug and she enjoyed it a lot. But on the real, me and Lee and another veteran named Zach are working on a new project called Veterans United Front, which is basically a directory. And we got I got my website guy, which is Lee, and Imagined Reality, short-term actor acronym is air great guy if you don't know him, make sure you find out about him and then zach boat bostic not bostic bostic is the other partner and he runs send it electronic business cards great dude to work with as well very humble and sometimes just like to have me there to break the the uh icebreaker kind of deal so hey lee uh tell us more about what you're going to do for buf and also about an imagined reality yeah, so like John said, my name is Lee Mosler. I'm with An Imagined Reality. It's a company I created to help entrepreneurs and business owners help set up their website and understand the entire process behind what's going on uh, online. Uh, most of my business comes from uh, taking a giant idea and breaking it down into smaller pieces so that I can help a client get their desired results. So I've been doing that close to uh, 10 years now. And I, I love it. But one of the things I get to do that is really the, the godsend for me is people like John come to me and say, hey, I've got a great idea. I want to yeah. build a, a directory site. And how do I do it? So let's start taking it piece by piece. And we uh, we create a, a basic model. And then we start really looking at the competition, seeing what everybody else is doing, seeing what they're doing wrong. We start capitalizing on those uh, on those missed opportunities. Yes, awesome. Well, thank you guys for taking the the lead on that. I, I just moved rooms, so same looking room, right? So, um, yeah. So, thank you uh, for introducing yourselves. I um, I was happy to meet you guys and connect with you. Um, but I want to know, like Lee, I think I met you on the first night, and you were saying that like this is your first conference. Yes. What is style? Can you talk a little bit about that experience in terms of uh, coming all the way from where you're from? And yeah. So I actually flew in from Hawaii, uh, where I live, and I flew to Kansas City, where John lives, and we road tripped out for like 20 plus hours. It was a long time. Okay. I slept <laughs> most of it, admittedly, but it was, it was a really long time. Um, the conference was really nice because I um, I got to meet people who were very much like me, similar mindset um, in business, veterans. So, you know, we get to rib on each other. But at the end of the day, it was one of those things where you just you felt a sense of camaraderie because everybody there had a, a maybe not the same goal, but they had a similar goal and a similar outcome uh, in mind. Right. So what type of goals? Did you have, I mean, what, what were your, did you have expectations when it came to make? Uh, I had a few. Um, one of my expectations was I wasn't going to be going to many of the panels. 
Uh, a lot of the panels were in the tech side of things, and which is my business. I wasn't really looking to, to learn more about the same thing. Yeah. So my goal was to network with people and to kind of see where we can, you know, work together. Maybe I can refer them out to somebody else who I had already met. Right. Right. And John, was this your first conference too? Or? Yeah, I had my cherry popped, unfortunately. I came <laughs> on down, you know. I drug a few people with me when I came there, but nevertheless, I still showed up in style. And, you know, my uh, white cowboy hat that I can't fit over these godforsaken headphones, you know, everybody just was naturally drawn to that, you know, that presence of, wow, he's different. He's got on something different. Yeah. Um, I, I came to the conference because I just wanted to meet all these online presences that I had never met face to face, you know, uh, Lee, Zach, Steven, Lane, you know, just this big group of people. Cause I, I feel that when a person sees someone face to face, they can de definitively tell if they're full of shit or if they're actually the real thing, you know? And, and so, so that, that's what I really came down there for this time around, you know, it was nice to meet, you know, Pat Flynn and, Charlinda Scales, as well as everyone else, you know, but I wasn't really there to, to see the, the panels and all that other, all that other yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because I think, well, this is probably my, I would say my first outside of strict marketing conference, um, but, it, you know, completely different, um, I guess, vertical, you could say, in marketing because it was very military focused and my involvement, um, if you guys don't know, I, don't, I think I told you, John, but those who might be watching, um, is I do marketing for a nonprofit founded by two veterans that were in the Army. So I have a really close connection to the military community uh, in San Diego. There's you know, five, six bases, I think, in San Diego County. And it's always been part of my life. My grandparents were in the military. Um, and so... You know, one of my best friends was a speaker, and so she was like, "Okay, well, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna go to DC and she's like, "Well, you should come," and I said, "Okay." So I I went, and my goal, I think, for the entire conference was to make five quality connections and um, not get burnt out because I know that I can get burnt out when it comes to conferences because you're talking all the time and pitching yourself. You're not really pitching your business, more so pitching yourself because right. you have to be social and, and interact with people outside of like your computer, like behind your computer or behind your phone. Um, but yeah, it was definitely an interesting experience. So um, what i mean i know you guys are probably signed up for next year i don't know if you've signed up yet but would that your experience going to mick um open the door for other conferences like john what do you think in terms of what what's your based on your experience for mick like how do you feel conferences will be involved in your in your life or your business now so definitively speaking once me and lee and zach get vuf set up we are definitely going either individually or as a group going to be attending more conferences and events specifically veteran oriented you know yeah. uh non etc and we're definitely going to be 
working on donating to different nonprofits as well and events yeah. and everything else. Cause I mean, like I said, I love, I love talking to people. I love networking. Yeah. Uh, this video right here is my weak point. So yeah. <laughs> obviously you can see I'm a little nervous, I'm a little flush red and everything. But twice in a week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so yeah, definitely going to be doing more events and conferences. Yeah. What about you, Lee? Oh, I'll definitely be going to more conferences. Uh, you told me about what was it? Social media world marketing world. Yeah, that, that one. It's, it's long. Like, can we like shorten that a little bit? Exactly. Yeah, no, definitely. I'll, I'll definitely be going to more conferences. Um, definitely want to try and find that more of that veteran, you know, centric, but yeah, also outside of that, because I know there's there's obviously people outside of veterans quite a bit more, but um, I just that one's going to be a little bit different for me just because, you know, I know what I can do with veterans. I know how I can act and everything else. And I yeah. probably won't act um, any different towards people outside of that realm. But it's it's how it's going to be taken in, because, yeah, I don't have that that brain mouth filter sometimes. And. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, I mean, from my perspective, not being a veteran, I don't think that that should hinder you from going to other conferences that are outside your comfort zone. In fact, it probably would be better. Hey, Zach, what did the conference do for, oh, thanks for the, the we'll put your question, Zach, up. Um, I think that, um, so I've been to social media marketing world. I've been to um, Soccer Coaches of America conference, uh, Startup Week, San Diego Startup Week, um, Association of like some dermatology, like periodontist show or whatever for one of the clients. And, and now Mick and I've been myself the whole time. So it's not, I could see where it could be like out of your comfort zone, but I think taking some lessons for me, like specifically I'm not a veteran and I didn't feel out of place with Nick. So, and I was around you guys and I heard, you know, I heard how you are, how, you know, we're, we're still friends, right? So it's like, you know, it's not a, it's not a big deal, but we have a, Oh, we have a <laughs> we have a question here from Zach. Uh, what did the conference do for both of you professionally? John, you want to? <laughs> of course, of course. Why not? You know, I can take the lead for Lee. That's how this works. Um, so, professionally speaking, it it gave me the points of contact I need to feel confident in my future success which from a professional standpoint is very important because without my network, without these great group of people that now want to support me in that hat show interest in my vision, it would be for, I mean, the idea would be for nothing right. without other people, you know? Right. So professionally speaking, that that's what it gave me. It, it just, it, it set me up for success. Right. And you, Lee? Uh, yeah. So exactly what John said, you know, kind of, validated a, a lot of things with uh, veterans united front we got to see where people didn't like the current system that's out there uh for uh, veteran directories so we were able to kind of adapt that business plan as we were 
driving, you know, 20 plus hours. And <laughs> it was, that was a really, a really great thing. Um, for my company and imagined reality, it did quite a bit. I got to see some people that, you know, only met online, but ended up pipelining something like between 30 and $50,000 in a week. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. massive. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so I think we're going to have a, our co-host join us maybe when he finishes up. Um, he didn't, he doesn't know you guys when he didn't hear the beginning, but we're talking about the conference. We have joining, he's joining from the spaceship. All right. All the way from the International Space Station. And y'all have the same background too. They must yeah. Yeah, we're in the same room. Oh my gosh. Quiet. Oh boy. My bad. They've landed officially. Okay. Okay. No, it's a comment. Come on, introduce yourself. So, hey guys, how's it going? What's going on? Hey, how you doing? Welcome. Oh, I see. There we go. Yeah, there you go. Hey, John. Sorry, I couldn't see the banner was right in your face. It's all right, you know. So, how you guys doing? Doing well. How are you? Good, good. Did you all meet at the conference? Yeah, we met at the conference. Yeah. Where you guys stay? I'm in uh, I'm in Hawaii. Oh, okay. I'm in the great state of Kansas, full of cornfields. <laughs> <laughs> and I like how uh, Lisa said Hawaii with the Hawaiian accent. Yeah, he did. In Hawaii. I'm in Hawaii. Yeah. I'm in Hawaii. Um, yeah. So, like, uh, John, I know that this was like your first real experience with this conference, and uh, what I want to know is, would you do anything differently at the next year's conference or a different conference that you didn't do last week that i did not do last week that's a great yeah. question thanks actually oh you caught me off guard and actually think about that uh so yeah. things i would do differently i would definitely now that i've made made contact with all the online presences i know i'm definitely going to be doing more outreach and networking with the people i don't know now mm. you know yeah. um so that's number one and number two i'm probably going to attend a lot more of the panels and everything else as well because like i said you know uh now that i've made all those contacts i'm going to have all this free time to do that and uh me zach and lee are actually working on possibly uh, having a, a sponsorship for vuf next year yeah. like a table or something like yeah. Tables. yeah so people can know who we are and what we do yeah so you bring up a sponsorship um that's interesting because I think there's some people that don't immediately think about being sponsors for conferences. Lee, do you want to talk about maybe why someone would be a sponsor for a conference like this? Yeah, I mean, the great thing about being a sponsor, uh, like in the expo field we had, was there there weren't that many. So you got a little bit more personal time with the people. You have to ask them questions. You get to sell your product uh, and then, you know, kind of educate people as to what you do i think right. a sponsor in a, in, a, in a smaller event where you don't have you know thousands and thousands of people it's actually more beneficial to your business because you get to actually build a relationship you get to build rapport with other people which you don't really get that when you have you know a massive conference yeah. so you i know your business is like um service-based do you feel that that would be like a benefit 
to be a sponsor at a conference where you still have to sit down. Like they're not selling something tangible. Like I'm not going to go and sell this or like, I'm right. not, I mean, that I think is a struggle for service-based businesses to. I think the service, yeah, I think with the service-based business, you just have to make sure your messaging is a little bit clearer and a little bit more focused um, because yeah. you don't have the same amount of time. You don't have 30 minutes each to talk to each person. Right. So you have to really like bring in your messaging and make sure that they understand what you do inside, you know, two or three sentences max. Right. Uh, with a product-based business, like you said, you can, here's, here's what I sell, take it or leave it kind of a yeah. thing. Here's it's, my breakfast burrito, buy it. Yeah. Yes, five dollars. Here you go. You take it or leave it. You know? Oh, that's cheap breakfast burrito. We both looked at each other like, "Oh my god." Uh, well, you guys live in California, after all. Everything's ex overly expensive there, so more expensive than here. Yeah, but they don't have breakfast burritos down there. Anyway, two dollars. Um, yeah. So, like. Oh, what else did I want to say? So, um, Chris, have you been to, besides Startup Week, how, how many conferences have you been to? Uh, just one, and then I'm going to one in Germany in October. Um, so that's more like a book fair. Talk to the camera. Yeah, that's more like, I'm like, I don't want to talk to Yeah, so, yeah, so that would be interesting and fun, so getting the trip, uh, Paid for it. So, Sweet. of course, I'm not going to say no. It's going to right. No, 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 no. Yeah. I, yeah, I think um, I, if I could go to like one conference every month, I think that would be, it'd be really nice. But um, I think that's a, a little bit of a stretch right now as business is growing. Yeah, it's small and you're like a one man show. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because you then you have to play catch up after. Right. Then that catch up is rough. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's kind of where I am my business. It was like that one week shut down, and now this week's just packed. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> and well, then sleep and time zone and jet lag and stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's killer. I mean, I don't know what jet lag he had. He slept the entire ride. Oh. Oh, they drove, a crazy man. They drove 24 hours from DC to Kansas. Oh man! After the conference. So. After the conference. Yeah, that'd be fun. That's a cool experience, though. I would like that. Yeah, we had a after party the night before, and then the next day we left at like midnight. So. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing with conferences. Like, you're, it's not only that you're at the conference; you're also partying. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. So, yeah. You kind of almost need like a day or two just to recover from those. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but they're always fun. You know, you meet great people. You know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And what I like about conferences is because, you know, everyone's in their suit and tie during the day and you know, trying to showcase yourself and talk about At the end, you really, get yeah. to, you, you really get to see who they are once they have a few drinks. And then, you know, they <laughs> lessen. Hey, hey, Chris, I got a question for you. What happens when you mix a Texan with alcohol? <laughs> mix, mix a what, Texan? Texan with alcohol. You got a cowboy? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you get a really good time. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I, 
I want to go get visit. Your badge. I'm get there. My badge. To oh, get up the, the key. Okay. key card. Um, I've been needing to go to uh, Austin for a while. I haven't been down there yet. But. I'll be right back. It's not worth it. All right. <laughs> we got um, we got the the ring. So I talked to them. All right. Austin's really congested and it's too liberal in Texas. You're muted, Chris. So, uh, how do you, how do you guys meet? How did we meet? That is a very interesting question. Well, let's, let's do a short story on a long history. So I originally joined what is now called, or what, what used to be called, I should say the warrior council. It was something in the Vetrepreneur tribe by the original owner. And they had what they call fire teams. So in the military, that's basically a squad of guys, you know, go out and they kill the bad person. But in this instance, it was a group of guys throwing questions at one another and working on becoming a better business. And I, I'm pretty sure that was my first introduction to Lee because he was on my fire team. And then ever since then, we've been conversating off and on. And he's uh, he's been there with me even through some of my rougher times. Uh, so, yeah. Um, how long ago was that? When was the word council about? A year and a half ago now? Two years? Uh, yeah, it's it's something. It's it's been probably about twelve months since they um, they pretty much canceled it um, completely. Yeah. We had a bad leadership issue, so we got new leadership. Uh, now everything's slowly straightening out, but it takes time, you know, yeah. when to take out that toxicity from a bad leader. So, yeah, definitely. Are, are you guys? Uh, there's something going on. I'm sorry. Okay, is that better? Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, so, uh, with that leadership that you guys had before, uh, how did you guys, so what was bad about it? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, scam artist. Oh, wow. really? I mean, just, I mean, just to be blunt here, I am a veteran. So just to be blunt, it's, it, was, yeah. it was, it was, it was, it was, it was a scam artist, you know, I mean, uh, and, and he also wronged a lot of people that originally started with the group and you're talking to one of the people that originally started that he wronged and um and it just created a lot of bad taste and mistrust and you know i mean i'll be honest with you up until he left like for the last eight months i think that he was still the group leader if you will i, I stopped participating completely i didn't post in the tribe and then i got a notification one day about our our new leadership which is now stephen and lane and, and like I said, you know, a lot of people, they're like, it's never going to change, you know, but I was like, well, he's been running this group for like three years, three years of bad leadership. And it's only been eight months that they've been in charge. So, you know, I was like, got to give it some time here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, as veterans, we're already skeptical, especially of other veterans, um, which is really sad. But when, um, when he did what he did, he, he got more, it was more about the greed and more about the money coming in than the, you know, everything going out. And, and that, that really just kind of put a bad taste in a lot of people's mouth. So we, we lost, um, we actually lost quite a bit of vets that were doing great things inside of the tribe. And now we're like, John said, we're slowly building that back up. 
so mm-hmm. why are you guys skeptical of other better veterans? So, I mean, I'm sure you've heard of the term guru, you know, guru, freaking somebody that I guess looks like they know what they're talking about, but they really don't in actuality. And you can quickly tell, call the bullshit. Well, in my opinion, veterans, they can smell the difference between fake and authentic, you know, like a, a coon hound, you know, can pick up the trail of an animal that you're hunting. You know, we, we, we definitively speaking, we can, we can smell fake people and we will definitely not, we have no shame in calling them out if we need to, because they're acting like a bunch of yahoos, you know? Um, but I mean, Lee can maybe off you a, another side of that, but that's my opinion. Well, we're more skeptical of other veterans because most veterans are, look, there's two types of veterans, right? There's those that served and those who wanted a paycheck, right? They just wanted the title of a, of, of a veteran. And those are the guys who you have to be really skeptical of because they're, what they're using is their background as a way to advance in whatever field they're in. Uh, they're not actually in it to do exactly what they signed up for, which was, you know, serve and protect others, uh, even with, you know, disregard to their own lives or disregard to their own, their own, um, you know, personal outcomes, I should say. Oh, right. So-, so that's, that's really why we're more skeptical of other veterans than anything, just because we don't know what we're going to get. And because you've been burned so many times from, those veterans, you start to build a distrust for everybody in that particular uh, industry, you know? Yeah, that's that. just, like you see that almost in every industry, right? You know? Right. And, and it sucks that you have to, I mean, that's just, I think people in general. Yeah. And uh, you know, you're always going to get your yin and yang, right? You're good and bad um, things. But unfortunately, like even in at least my industry, and I'm sure in any entrepreneurial industry, like you'll see a lot of people that fake it till they make it or act like they or act like they have it all already but they really don't have it all actually like the other day uh in my apartment complex i um i saw a guy driving out with a maserati i'm like okay well why are you driving a maserati if we live in one bedroom two bedroom apartment you know, that. if i were you i'd rather invest that money into something else rather than a maserati that's you know right gotta have that flash man yeah, and, I don't know. Me, yeah, it just it doesn't make sense to me. So it's like I've seen, or like you have Mars already celebrating Mars house. It's just like a, a private in the army going out to buy a new Camaro when they're like an E two, freshly out yeah. of basic and AIT. I'm just like, really, guy? Come on. Yeah, like eighty percent of their incomes going straight to their <laughs> car. It's like straight <laughs> to gas. Um, <laughs> We can hear you. Yeah, okay. of course we can. You're pretty well, loud. Sarah, Sarah, uh, she's uh, a of mine. She's probably helping me with stuff. And uh, she's here for a meeting early. And uh, she's joining us. So, yeah. Nice. Welcome, Sarah. Yeah, welcome. Thank you. Thank Hey, let's start this off anew. Do you have any questions for us? Yeah. Yeah, sure. About anything? About anything? Yeah, whatever. Sure, why not? Um, I think client retention has been a huge topic for me lately and figuring out um, how to properly um, 
Yeah. Keep them. And also not be annoying. You can be like overly like, is everything okay? What's going on? But also not being there enough and not making sure. Everyone's different. Not every client wants to be They don't always want as much communication. So there's really no formula. So what are some ways that you guys kind of navigate that? Well, yeah, you can speak to like being a customer one, like how, what makes you, what makes you stay loyal to a business, but okay. also like leave if you have like, you know, you mm -hmm. have your set package and stuff with people. Like, what? How do you come up with that? Um, yeah, and in, in mine, it's it's pretty simple. Um, for packages, I have a set package. It's exactly you know, I label out what it is, what you get, and base it on how much time I'm going to spend on each one. And then there's a, a monthly recurring on most of my packages as well, which just kind of helps you know keep the client involved, uh, making sure that they're staying on top of things as well as I'm staying on top of things. Um, for client retention, it you can't work with every client. So that's one of the problems I see a lot of entrepreneurs do. They, they want to take in everybody at the same time. You got to choose your clients and you got to be willing to fire your clients at the same time. If they're not, if they're not a good fit for you, fire them. Yeah, you know. But you'll always find a client that's better than that one that's giving you a bunch of grief and headache. There's always somebody else out there that's a better fit for you. Right. Just base it off the 80-20 rule, you know? 90, 10, 90, 10 up in here. Do what? Your microphone's a little far away, so I can I can barely hear y'all. We're ninety ten up in here. Oh. <laughs> so eighty twenty, Lee, tell us about that. Well, eighty twenty is basically you can you know twenty percent of your clients is you know giving you eighty percent of your uh, revenue, but twenty percent of your clients that are giving you eighty percent of your headaches, fire that eighty or fire that twenty percent. Your business will grow. It'll it'll just skyrocket because you'll have more time to focus on the others, and then just natural word of mouth comes. Through. Um, what makes you, um, John? What makes you stay loyal to a brand? Say that again. I didn't quite hear you, ma'am. What, what makes you stay loyal to a brand or a business? What makes me stay loyal to a brand? Authenticity. Authenticity. I. I, I don't use this word very often, but I'll use it right here. I hate fake people. If you try, if, if you're fake or you just try to pitch me without even really talking to me first. Yeah. I automatically just disown you. You're like that stray dog that I don't want. It's just a mite. Yeah, like the cells, like the cells. <laughs> you know, right. because people that are authentic to me at the very beginning, and try to find out about me in the beginning, they will be that same person throughout the entire course of our relationship. You know, yeah. good or bad, they will be real and they will be honest. And that's what I respect. And that's what I try to do as a person, be authentic to people, show them, you know, uh, show them that I'm genuine, genuine. Genuine. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it shows them that I'm genuine, that I'm sincere, and that anything that I say, there's conviction and belief behind it. Yeah. And they respect that. I, from my experience, way most people respect that a lot more. Yeah. And those who don't, you don't take them on. Else of them. So, Bye. Personally, or like, because as a uh, client and um, 
Could you repeat that? Yeah. I don't think either one of us got the entire question. Can you hear me? We can't hear you. Yeah, we can hear you. Oh, yeah, we hear you now. Could you repeat that question? So she said, she said, um, what do you mean by authentic personally, like like personality traits or when it comes to business? Because like I can be like the sweetest person, but if I don't deliver results in terms of whether it's tangible or intangibles or knowledge or whatever, like how, what are you talking about when you, like I assume the, the same, both like personality as well as in business, but. Yeah, that's that's exactly for me. That's what it is. I want to know who you are, you know, in work and who you are out of work, because I don't really want to work with the person that I can't, you know, go have a beer with. Yeah, like That's the kind of person I want to I, I want to give my money to. That's the kind of person I want to build a relationship with. Right. That's exactly what you're doing. Right. You're building a relationship. If you can't like go out and hang out or at least have a good time, short period of time. Mm -hmm. And what's the point? Every, I mean, there's lots of people that do exactly what we all do, right? I mean, mm -hmm. you had a whole conference full of them. Right. Why is it that people choose you over the next person? Is it your knowledge? Maybe. Is it your, you know, what you do? Sure. But if they can't buy into you, then yeah, not buy you, period. And that's what people buy. They buy people. They don't buy products. They don't buy services. Yeah. And that's... That's kind of like what Pat Flynn said at the at the keynote that he was saying. Like people make experiences and people buy into moments and create super right. stuff. Yeah, he know. was exactly right. Everybody looks for a niche in their market, but they don't look for a niche in their in people. Right, right. a thousand people, wow. a thousand that true fans. That's a good line. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> write that down. I know. <laughs> That's gonna be on Insta <laughs> Um, so John or Lee, knowing a little bit about me, a little bit about Chris, and very little about Sarah, what questions do you have for us? Do you have anything? Uh, I mean, I, I guess the most basic question is, is, how did you guys start up this, like this podcast? Like what brought you two together? What brought this together as a team? You'll have to go watch episode one. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, I am a mentor of some local startups, and I'm involved in the, the the scene here, so to say, in San Diego. And I met um, Chris actually on the Hova app, Wova app, the same app that we use for Mick. Um, Chris and I talked a little bit about business there, and um, then we met at like one of the pre-conference meetups, and. Um, then he said, you know, we said that potentially we'd work together, but there wasn't any guarantees. And then he posted about, like, after the conference, you know, we hung out at the conference. And, um, you know, I don't even think we went to a session together. We weren't at a session together at all. But we went to the, after, go to any the after parties. <laughs> the after parties we were hanging out at. And then um, he said he posted that he wanted to do a podcast. And I said, well, I want to do podcasts too, but I don't, because uh, I've done one before, but it was audio only. And um, I said, I'll only do a podcast again if I have a co-host. So that's how this one was born. And we sat in a room and 
brainstormed a bunch of ideas of what we wanted and, and it came to us, business AF. Um, and then Sarah and I were both volunteers at um, Social Media Marketing World like three years ago, two years ago. So we met through that and uh, I had set a meetup, a morning meetup, which is not ideal time for most people. Um, I think at 7 a.m. when yeah. I started doing a meetup at 7 a.m. last year and she started coming to those. And then we, yeah. now, now we'll be here with the project. So. Yeah, that's way too early for me. I got to <laughs> I would need about 100 cups of coffee to wake up better early every morning. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah. Wow. But yeah, John, John's lucky. It's like 3 oh, o'clock, 2 o'clock, whatever. You know, one, he's complaining about the time. It's like almost 2 o'clock this time. But, but oh, well, hear me out, hear me out. I got a four month old son too, so oh, I have an excuse. Well, that makes <laughs> you hear that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. And he just so got like, shot yesterday. So. so this is like conference, uh, conference central up in here on, on this podcast today. Like we all know the conference. So, so my next question: I am not going to lie to you. When you sent me that email, business AF, I thought it meant business as fuck. Is that true? Yes. Okay. I just want to make sure. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes, that's what it means. Explain to Artie Toza. You tell him. I just talked. I'll mute myself. You're on the other. No, it's, it's cool. Can anyway. I talk about it? No, I talk about it. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, you should invest in a microphone. We do have a microphone, but Chris was on the Chris was on a call. We just didn't have time to prep. Um, and it gives us technical difficulties yeah. from time to time. Yeah. <laughs> Invest in another one. Uh, anyways, uh, business staff pretty much came from uh, the idea that you know we were both entrepreneurs, but we're much more than that. You know, like we have our own interests in life. So does everyone else. You know, like um, you guys are from the military. Marissa likes soccer. Um, I don't know what Sarah's interests are, but I'm sure that they're pretty awesome, <laughs> as well as everyone else's. Um, so, like, I want to be able to get to know people rather than just their business. Because it's cool, you know, like, there's hundreds of businesses, thousands of businesses out there. And, like, you know, that, that's all fine and dandy that you do that. But I want to get to know who you are right? Uh, rather than your business only. You know? like, yeah. So, yeah. that's what we business AF because we want to be able to shoot the shit as well as being able to um, get on top and, you know, maybe discuss more detail about business. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want anybody pearl clutching and then like, like, oh my goodness, your business is what? Look, let's yeah. just let's be honest. If you can't handle a name, then you're not the right client. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. yeah. We don't want this kind of people on. Or at least I personally don't want this kind of people on here. What? What's everyone's why? Okay, Zach. I have to put this up and block your guys' faces for a sec because. Zach is our guest. He's a guest watching. He's asking questions. Yeah, he's watching us like hawks right now. Hi, Zach. Hey, Look Zach. What's up, man? Thanks for putting being in so so gracious to put you. <laughs> what's everyone's why? Not money, but why are you guys in the business? What do you want to fix? So, uh, wait, bring in a drink. <laughs> so I have one question. Can you remove that thing so people can yeah. see my face? Yeah. I mean, I could, there you go. I could talk. There you go. <laughs> Uh, so, so my why, as far as VUF is concerned, 
you know, as Lee mentioned earlier, you know, we started looking at other websites, you know, we started seeing where they were weak at. So that way we could make something a lot better based off of those weaknesses. I, as a person, I really, I hate two things in life. I hate bullies and I hate people getting fucked over or gypped. Um, and that intensity grows if they're a, a fellow veteran, you know, it just grows enormously. And I see these, um, you know, it takes us so long I see these nonprofits, you know, uh, like Veteran Business Network, you know, not, they have this really awesome website with all these businesses, but they don't do anything for veterans. Like in the grand scheme of things, if you look at their website, they are not doing anything for veterans other than just simply posting their profile. But I bet you when it comes time to fundraising to get that money for the nonprofit, I bet you they're asking every single one of them. Hey, you got something that you can give us this year, you know? And I was just like, if you're not doing anything, why are you there? You know, in my mind, that's, that's how I feel about that. And that's my why, as far as the business is concerned, um, as far as personally, I had a really rough upbringing, you know, I, comparatively for people that are low income. So I always strive to improve people's lives. You know, that that's my thing. That makes me in my inside right here. That makes me happy as a person to take somebody, take them out of their own way. So that way they can see something different. You know, I, I don't care about the money. You know, I I'm always going to have money. God always makes sure that I'm taken care of, that my family is taken care of at the end of the day. Um, but I, I love I love just taking care of people. You know, there's there's people at the conference. You know, I spent my own money on them. I don't care if they if they pay me back. Whatever, it's no concern to me. But I just that makes me happy as a person. You know, and a lot of people have a lot of people see that. Marissa has seen that. You know, Lee has seen that face to face. You know, and a bunch of other people. And yeah. so they see that that I'm sincere when I say I'm here for for you. Like you, Chris, you, Marissa, you, Lee, you know, I'm here for you guys. So that, you know, that's my why, business and personally. Yeah. True. Okay. Now, Lee, your turn. Um, like John, I had a very bad upbringing. Like we were poor. And I'm not, I don't say that like, oh, we were poor. No. Dirt started to taste good. We were poor. And we couldn't make our hundred dollar rent payment. We got a we we had eviction notices. I don't know how many times, but somehow, you know, my mom and dad worked just continued to push forward and push forward, and made it happen. And there were several times where, you know, they didn't need, but they made sure I did. So, I, I got to see, I guess, serving in a different way because, yeah parents are supposed to take care of their kids but how many parents do you actually see go through that hardship of actually wanting to take that that hard course just so that they can provide you know I, i've a lot of parents don't and it's sad so when i was uh 13 my dad had a business and i kind of learned a little bit about it um as i got older i went into the military and got out and just I found that I couldn't take a 
you know, I couldn't take orders from somebody else. Right. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, you're, you're quite independent when you come out the military. And I just, I had no want to ever work for somebody else. I ended up doing that. I ended up working for someone did really well and got passed over for a promotion, which yeah, I was a little salty about it. And yeah, I probably, uh, probably went a little, you know, offbeat, but that actually started me on taking entrepreneurship as a full time um, because I had a son mm-hmm. and I didn't want to wake up at five o'clock in the morning and get to work by six 30. And I didn't want to leave work at five o'clock and get home at six 30. Right. Mm-hmm. By the time I'm getting home, I'm getting maybe two hours of time to spend with him. And that's not living. Like that's not enjoying anything you want. So I decided to take an $80,000 pay cut just to stay home yeah. with my son and build my business. He is my why. He is why I do everything. It's, it's why we live in Hawaii. It's not, it's, we could, we could probably be great in Texas, but there's nothing out there for him here. There's, I mean, there's endless possibilities. Right. So my why in business is very much the same reason as my why in life. I want to serve others and I want to help them achieve a level of freedom that they want because it means something different to every person. That's what I want. That's my why in business. And, you know, a couple of things to add on top of that. And thank you, Marissa, for your patience. I appreciate it, man. You're just so gracious today. Uh, (laughs) You know, but, you know, kind of jumping off a couple of things that Lee said, one, you know, you have two types of people that leave the, the military. You have lions, you have hyenas. Hyenas are the people that Lee just talked about, you know, the ones that uh, use their status, that are entitled and use their status to hunt off of people. And then you got lions. They come out, they want to be leaders. You know, they don't want to be, uh, you know, they don't want to be a, a slave to a corporation, which, you know, same as Lee. I was a slave. I spent 10 to 12 hours a day, five days a week between driving, working, and overtime, maybe longer than 12. When I came home, I didn't want to talk to anybody. I didn't want to see anybody. I literally just wanted to come home, maybe talk to my wife and my and, and spend some time with my son, you know? And my weekends, I just wanted to relax. House projects started going, you know, downhill and everything else. Uh, but now that I'm done with my job, I'm slowly, I'm finding, I'm rekindling this fire back inside myself. You know, it came down to this little, little ember, you know, and now I'm, I'm rekindling back into a roaring fire now that I've left my job. And it feels, it feels great to not have to wake up at five in the morning just to get to work on time and not be back home till six, six at night, some nights or seven. Right. You know, it, it's, it's the most amazing feeling in the world. And and then the last thing I, I want to say real fast, because we are going at 48 minutes right now, is <laughs> is that, you know, you have two routes you can take in life. You have money, you have relationships. I guarantee you every single time, if you choose relationships at the end of your life, you will be far happier than if you just chose money. Because if you have good relationships, the money, typically on average, it comes with the relationships. Because people will invest in those that build a relationship with them. Yeah, I think uh, Patch Adams said it best. You know, you treat a you treat a disease, you might you win, you lose. You treat a person, you win every time. 
And I think that's kind of important in business is to treat people like they, they are people like instead of instead of looking for their money, treat them like people and you, you can't go wrong. She's so silent right now. She's like, oh my God, I had an epiphany. Um, Marissa, what's your why? Uh, it's, it's kind of intertwined with that. I um, I was working um, the corporate life and I didn't have the flexibility that I could in order to, one, build on my knowledge and apply certain things that I've learned in the industry. And so um, there was a conflict of interest and I essentially got myself fired, which was great. Um, and then I didn't know what to do. So, um, my why right now is, uh, be able to, and it's similar to what my why is for the people that I help, um, to create freedom, um, in their day to day, um, to reduce the anxiety that they have when it comes to um, technology and anything related around that. Um, I'm your girl. I'm the person that will take that on and own it. And um, for me, as I as I embrace this industry and being in business um, and build a business, I want to be able to have the freedom to be able to give back to the community um, in ways that are like maybe not necessarily with money, but with like John said, relationships. So as I build my business and as a, as it grows, I can one build my team, but also give back. Um, whether it's the veteran community or it's the low income community that I that I'm surrounded by, um, as I create that this business, I'm able to give back, and that's ingrained in me. It always has been. Um, it's something that I make sure it's a part of my day to day or not day to day, I would say every month, I would say I give back as much as I can to the community. Um, but, you know, and not being, not like you guys might see me everywhere online. I might be always going on live or doing a story or posting here and there, but really like the in-person conversations and relationships that I'm building is why I continue to do what I do. And I think you guys got some of that, um, last week when I was at the after party at your at this Airbnb and then also, you know, just the day after. Yeah. You know, I wasn't online. I didn't post about it. I didn't say, oh my gosh, like this is what I'm doing. Come follow me. Go right. live, blah 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 blah. Like but there were some real conversations that were had between us. And I know Chris has experienced that as well with me in person and Sarah too. So my wife. Sarah, what's your wife? What kind of business do you have? Hey, hey, Chris, stop evading, man. Why are you putting it on her? It's your turn. So I'm a content creator. I love anything um, with like writing content or um, photography. Any um, type of content creation is my jam. And I called myself a strategist at first, but then Marissa and I had some conversations and I was like, I don't know. I mean, strategy comes with it, but I don't know that that's like the center focus of my passion and why I do what I do. Um, just for as long as I can remember, like when I was little, I would color or do art or just do different things like write. And it's kind of cool that I can make that into a job. It looks different than just being an artist and painting on canvas, but it's 
similar in a lot of ways too, because I get to use a lot of my brain and creativity. Um, and I worked for a corporation too and got laid off. And then I kind of just, kind of, was it a decision, like kind of a fork in the road and I was like, I'm either gonna keep applying for jobs or just start on my own. I decided to start on my own and it's been a pretty like shaky ride so far just because it's only been about a year since I went off on my own and I'm just trying to figure out like, a lot of trial and error for sure and um, freelance world is, is awesome but also not always the most consistent so it's been an interesting journey and what I like most about um, starting my own business is that I get to have time for ministry and um, I just have like a huge passion for church and women's ministry and um, do a podcast with that. So it gives me like the freedom and the um, kind of like space to do the things I'm, other things I'm passionate about too. So, nice. Um, a lot. Okay. We should introduce her to Suzanne. Yeah, she's, 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 oh, really? That's cool. Cool. Well, um, I think we're about to um, close up shop um, for today. We all have to go back to our businesses. Um, it's definitely been a slice. A slice? A slice of what? <laughs> That's a, just an old school way of saying goodbye. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've never heard that. Must be, must be a southern thing. It's just like, it's just like saying, hey, look over yonder. <laughs> hey, we'll put some hair on that dog, too. Yeah. <laughs> Weirdos. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's great meeting you guys. You know, hopefully, maybe we can even touch back. Yeah. Here you guys are. Yeah. I like to hear more, you know, like I didn't really, sorry I was late, I was on, on a phone meeting that was actually very important. Well, <laughs> it happens. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was great meeting you guys. Nice meeting you too, Sarah. Yeah, thanks yeah. for having me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of yeah and she just kind of chimed in too. Like, it's, it's kind of cool. She's got a good sidekick. Yeah, Sarah, um, where can people find you guys? Only. I was going to say, best place to find me is on Facebook, uh, either through uh, An Imagined Reality, at Shaping Air, or through my own personal page, at Lee Mosler. And John? And if anybody wants to find me, I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn. I gave Marissa the links. Uh, there's 10,000 yeah. Jonathan Gibsons in Facebook, so you literally have to look for the guy that's either with his really nice black lady side by side with sunglasses or on LinkedIn, you can find this really handsome fellow with the brown felt cowboy hat that looks like he's in the dream <laughs> dream state, basically. Uh, but, I, hey, Chris, I mean, I'll tell you, you better come to the next MIC, sir. I might have to just rope you and, and drag you on down. Yeah. San Antonio, Texas, next year. Oh, uh, I love to go to San Antonio. I'm telling you, I want to go to Texas. Okay, you're coming next year. Hey, that's what I'm doing. They got a really good yeah. barbecue place out there, too. Get some good barbecue. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And not text next food because. Alrighty. So, alright, guys, we're gonna thank head you. out. Oh, yeah, thank you for your time, and talk to you soon. This is the Business AF podcast. 
where it's all business most of the time. You can listen on iTunes, Google, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can subscribe to us on YouTube at businessafpod.com. If you like what you hear and you want to let people know, don't forget to tag us using hashtag businessaf.